Hello, everyone, and welcome to our latest podcast, Reimagining Mobility. I'm here with Chris Mazzaro, supervisor for AVL. Chris, we want to talk a little bit about batteries, but clearly about thermal management. That's where your expertise comes in. Thermal management is a big topic. I would say not necessarily everybody talks about Everybody talks about batteries. Everybody talks about inverters and e-motors. But at the end of the day, thermal management is what allows a battery to perform peaks, charging, discharge, whatever it might be, and allows a battery to do what it needs to do that we have a regular EV or some of those EVs that go from zero to 60 faster than maybe they should. So tell me a little bit about what is thermal management for those who maybe think of it from a traditional sense. What does thermal management mean when it comes to batteries? So it's similar to what we have with uh, conventional technology with the combustion engine. Um, it's management of the heat, particularly the cells themselves, uh, keeping the cells cool and, and managing how that heat is pulled away from the battery itself and then dispersed ultimately into the atmosphere as heat rejected just like you would have on a normal conventional uh, vehicle. We're talking constantly about battery performance, right? So clearly thermal management, keeping those batteries in the right temperature range is very critical. Yep. But then we also always talk about we have to have lighter vehicles because a lighter EV will go further. So how is that, how do, we, how do you balance the, the need for cooling and the need for less weight? If you bring fluids in? Yeah, it, it, it is counter, I don't want to say counterintuitive, but right, right now with the industry, we're seeing a lot of interest in immersion cooling um, and which that's which, which immersion cooling is where the cells themselves are actually submersed in a coolant okay. a liquid coolant so the physical coolant is in contact with the outer shell of the battery cell mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of counterintuitive from a mass standpoint because then you're adding all of that fluid to the vehicle which then in turn you have a mass uh, penalty which ultimately impacts your range and your overall performance of the vehicle mm -hmm. so there is a balance um, most as far as I know everything that's on the market today does not use immersion technology they use some form of non-direct contact cooling um, and, and, and most of the coolant system capacities are significantly less and that's part of the reason why because there's that trade-off mm -hmm. mm -hmm. when it comes to simulation we always talk about simulation at AVL because we really believe in it and the power of it we've invested in we got our own products in that space how much does simulation play a role in your daily work designing batteries it plays a big role um, there's things as simple as let's say a one to two day simulation that we can do where where we're looking at the flow restriction in the various coolant paths where the coolant's going to flow through the battery all the way through a, a month-long maybe longer simulation where we're looking at what happens when the battery goes into thermal runaway how that heat's expelled and how we ultimately prevent that heat from from going down the line and affecting adjacent cells mm -hmm. so there's a lot that we do there and over the years if you look at it over the years and, and maybe look at it three to five years out you still see lots of growth of being more accurate and more even more correlated to real world when it comes to simulation or have we sort of reached a, a plateau that we now need to wait for the next I think there'll be more accuracy I think that it's it's challenging because not so much with the simplistic coolant flow pressure drop that sort of simulation I think we're pretty accurate there uh, but when it comes to thermal runaway and, and thermal propagation, there's still a lot of correlation, I think, to be done, only because I don't know as though there's a lot of capability for real-world testing mm -hmm. on things like that. 
Um, the simulations that we have done have been pretty accurate, and, and when I say pretty accurate, um, some of the testing that we've done to correlate that, I would say 90%, right? But, yeah. but there's also the, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but, but it's not, every time a battery goes into thermal runaway, it's not a set in stone method or, or manner that it does that in. It, it's, it, it's random, time. it's different every time. Mm -hmm. So until there's enough testing to really understand and correlate what happens every time a cell goes into runaway, there's obviously gonna be some accuracy mm -hmm. that, that you're not gonna have, right? And then let's say you get to that level of accuracy or confidence that, hey, we've seen it, quote unquote, all, which we never will, but to some degree, is then the next fear or the next challenge will be, well, then we're done with, with, uh, with liquid batteries and then we go into solid state batteries or different types of chemical composition of batteries, which will then change, obviously, the behavior again. Yes, is it a constantly evolving field? I think it will be. Yeah. I think it will be. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, engineering going on, a lot of research going on for different types of batteries, right? Yeah. Solid state, sodium, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to continue to evolve. Okay. Is there such a thing as a, I don't know, they call sometimes, you know, the holy grail of batteries where you can use your cooling fluid at the same time to, to extinguish a thermal runaway? Are so we, that's actually like that, that, that's or? part of the reason that immersion technology is being looked at is okay. because the idea is the, the claim from some of the manufacturers that produce some of these dielectrics that are used for immersion cooling mm -hmm. is that if a runaway happens that the, the event is significantly less severe because of the immersion fluid and, and the ability of it to I don't want to say instantaneously cool, mm -hmm. but significantly cool the things that are coming out of the cell, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess by holy grail, yeah, that's the holy grail. But the real holy grail would be to do that with no mass, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for listening to Reimagine Mobility Podcast. If you liked this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend.